All right. Hello. Welcome to the Cosmic Eye Podcast. This is the Spirit Work Show, and I am Jason, and I have Angel from Angel on the Eighth Day, at Angel on the Eighth Day. Yes. Uh, Hello. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) How are you today, by the way? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. And I like how we come into the show like we haven't talked before. Like, like this, <laughs> like that's a funny thing. Like if they knew, like we've just been chatting for like an hour and a half about all types of nonsensical BS. Then, <laughs> and it's as if it's just a fresh new moment for us. Yeah. It's like, how, how is your day today? <laughs> right. Well, I didn't, I don't know if I even asked you that. So that's so, so we we're covering that now and that's important. Uh, so thank you everyone for joining us. We are into the month of Scorpio now. Uh, so we're going to be transitioning yes. into some new stuff, right? Um, yeah, I feel like we probably, we're not going to like let go of angels or archangels or um, ascended masters. No. Because um, I'm thinking that that's probably going to be, uh, they're going to be a part of, I've, our personal growth and progress as well as incorporating them into the different um the different themes i'm wondering if that's why um that one week that i kind of bow, bowed out mm-hmm. uh, because it was just i feel like this was just going to be so significant and i um if i just completely um freestyled it which i can yeah <laughs> Uh, without any sort of like uh, reading knowledge or anything like that, um, it wouldn't have given it uh, its importance. And yeah, and I'm I'm glad you did that, and it kind of set you know it set a tone for for both of us because I dug into a lot of the stuff that it's it's weird because I had a a bunch of books on angels and angelology and angel magic and so forth, and I I just have never really opened them. I've always been interested in it, but it, it's like now it seems the time is right for us to to start exploring that. And I think that um, we're going to definitely go deeper into that. We're going to talk a little bit about that today in connection with uh, what we're speaking on today. So we will touch on a, a, at least an aspect of that. We're going to talk a little bit about the idea of the angel of death, and we might even get into the idea of uh, uh, Santa Muerte, uh, Saint Death. A very popular folk saint in Mexico and now in the United States and actually all over Latin America. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm fairly new to that subject and you're pretty new to that subject, even though you, you know, you're familiar, but not necessarily with all the details, right? Right. Yes. So, but there's a, you uh, made the connection though. Um, but I'm not sure if you mentioned it, why mm-hmm. we're doing, not just because it's Halloween mm-hmm. um, this week, but because the death card in tarot you said is connected to the scorpio yes exactly thank you thank you for reminding me that i almost blew right past that so we you know our general subject we're going to be talking about death but we'd also like to talk about about angels the angel of death and and then scorpio and how it's attached to this death uh tarot card as well which is interesting so that actually by the way a little plug for the other show that i do on sunday um i'm doing the death card uh this this coming sunday so uh, we're, we're, we've reached that uh we've reached that card now in the series so i, I don't I, I i don't know if you've heard the i think you've heard them right? did you really was it um was it not planned i was actually supposed to do the death card this week but i i've had uh we've had a ton of uh tarot stuff we've been working on so i had to kind of push it forward 
so actually yeah. it's better it's better because that is actually closer to halloween so uh, yeah, but it's a little fun little synchronicity there yeah exactly so my uh, my procrastination led us to a, a better <laughs> a better positioning of where when that card is well, so yeah and last week it wasn't uh last week was still libra yeah yeah good point so we wouldn't have been able to do the connection of the death card then anyway no so spirit was looking out for us yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to look at a little bit of the symbolism on the death card. And then, of course, you'll have great stories, as you always do. And hopefully I'll have some as well. Um, so it's going to be a fun show. So we thank everyone for joining us and, um, you know, pre-Happy Halloween and all Hallows Day and all uh, Samhain and whatever you're celebrating, uh, Dia de los Muertes, uh, etc. is all coming up. So a really cool time of the year. And an interesting thing, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before the show and thinking about how fall, how this fall time is, um, you know, is this sort of time of change and transformation and death. And we see it in the, you know, depending on where we live, obviously we see it in the trees, the trees, you know, lose their leaves and a lot of the plants uh, die back, the annual plants die back and so forth. And, you know, they come back in spring and things like that. So there's a lot of associations with change and death and transformation with this time of year. Um, so you know, the idea is that there's a sort of a connection to, uh, to the spirit world, then it makes this, you know, there's this idea of, of, of this thin, thin places or a thin place in Celtic mythology that this time of year has. Uh, in other words, like the veil between the spirit world and the material world that we live in is, is thinner. So it's easier to sort of communicate with spirits, with ancestors, and so on at this time of year. Uh, and that's true for Dia de los Muertes too, right? Um, yes, I believe so. Yeah, I'm not super familiar why um, why this time of year. Okay. Uh, I just remember just some of the ceremonial stuff that was done, and it was um, it was it's not an uncommon uh, concept for us to pay homage or respect to those who have passed like even in funerals I feel it's more of a celebration of their life as opposed to you know this like heavy mourning yeah of loss um well there's a I have, I, type of celebration too associated with day of yes. the death right yes um when you are you saying it in like a new uh more like a modern way like non no, non-gendered no. way um what do you mean in terms of, i'm talking about the, the the actual the actual celebration of the holiday itself traditionally speaking no oh way oh, that you say the other los muertes i thought maybe it was like a cool new like how latinx became a thing now no no, no I mean, the, I'm, I'm speaking really of like the traditional traditional celebrations and the traditional honoring of the ancestors and so on that goes on um, yeah. not, not like the you know the kind of obviously it's i mean they made a lot of animated movies about this and you know it's the whole thing and people right. are dressing up i believe costumes. disney wanted to buy the rights to <laughs> <laughs> to, to the holiday to, to the holiday itself. yeah they wanted <laughs> yeah they wanted to own the other los muertos they're like we're gonna copyright that yeah good luck with that after their huge coco success <laughs> yeah that's right um so no i I just remember, I don't 
I don't ever recall being told why this time of year. Um, I just remember, you know, having um, kind of that celebration and um, seeing like the parades um, down the streets and all of the vibrant color. They, I feel like Mexican cultures, there's always a, a vibrancy of colors for, for everything. Oh, by the um, way, I, let me let me just say this. I just realized I was saying I, I was just saying muertes. I'm sorry, muertos. <laughs> so, so and I mean, that could be, I thought it was I, maybe like a no, no. You, you, that's what you, that's what you, that's what you were saying. I was completely confused. You're like, you know, you're not speaking correct Spanish. That's what you were saying. Thank you. Well, no, because there's been that whole recent, uh, you know, pushback with I, everything being gendered. I yeah no that was just me saying it incorrectly because I, compl I completely I now I suddenly remember wait a minute I'm saying that incorrectly so <laughs> pardon me but but hey maybe I'm maybe I'm just trying to move things forward I don't yeah, know you're like ahead of the curve <laughs> <laughs> oh god this is the problem when I don't get to speak Spanish on a regular basis so I forget well how many languages do you have under your belt um, well, and a little bit of Italian and a bit of Spanish and a little bit of Hebrew. So, yeah, um, I mean, so my, my Spanish used to be a lot better. Honestly, it's yeah. just like when you don't use it, it kind mm -hmm. of you unless, lose it. Yeah. And I mean, unless, you know, like like in your in your case where, you know, you grow up and, you know, you're obviously you're speaking, you're probably you're speaking more English than Spanish these days. Right. Correct. Yeah. But I mean, um, it's, it's in your DNA because I mean, you know, you grew up hearing and was my was, first, was your language. first language. Yeah. So it's like a whole different, different thing. But anyway, um, so, so go on. I'm sorry for interrupting. I just wanted to apologize for. for oh, no, that's okay. for, <laughs> no, no problem. I really thought that you were just being cool. <laughs> well, see, I should have just left it at that. Like called myself out. And I actually, you're like, oh, yeah, oh, of course. Why, why, why wouldn't I, you know, non-gender? <laughs> oh, God. So continue, please. Um, so yeah, I just feel that uh, in in our culture, everything is just vibrant and um, colorful and happy. Like I've always kind of uh, made like the statement of, you know, we celebrate everything from life to death. It's all and everything in between. There's like a celebration. I remember there's like the day of the children and i think that's actually right after day of the dead oh, um wow. yeah is uh dia de los niños um and so uh there's like teachers day and like um professional persons day like there's just all the, not like here where there's like national donut day but mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like you know everybody kind of has uh, a reason like an extra reason to celebrate themselves and then there's like the day of your saint like if you're you know if you're named after a particular saint yeah um so then you celebrate that too yeah i love all those beautiful connections mm -hmm. um, so uh, there's the idea though um uh and i don't know you probably don't do this here but when you were young when you're still in mexico did you guys go to the uh to the cemetery um, there was nobody that I, I don't know. If or I, did you have no, maybe you had no, no people that had passed away. That, not at that time. Mm -mm. Uh, not while I was there. Okay. Um, so no. That's, that's a common thing though, right? You go and. and I believe so. Yeah. But 
I more so it's just the um if you if you do have someone then you um I think you go to the uh their like plot or blood burial ground or mm -hmm. what's that called is that what it's yeah uh, the, right yeah yeah the plots or the or the gravestone or whatever right there we go yeah and then maybe just uh decorate that or bring some of their favorite things there but more I'm more familiar with having that in your home. Okay. So you 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 do the altar, right? Yes, I do the altar. Okay. And then just, you know, it has maybe it's been the last 15 no, really long. Yeah, 15 years that um I've had more than one um grandparent pass. Okay. So prior to that, it it was only my uh, maternal grandfather. Okay. Who we often feel hanging around. <laughs> nice. Uh, at, like at this time of year as well. Just in general. Yeah. Uh, he gives like a lot of. I feel like he sends a lot of messages that he's like looking over, watching us. Nice. Um. I don't. I think growing up. Uh. I was the only one that was really comfortable with walking around in the dark. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I've had, I've always had like really good vision and um, I didn't find like a need to turn on the lights. So even when it was like super dark, I would just kind of like walk around. I always felt like, you know, safe and secure. Yeah. Uh, but I know like, let's say growing up, if any of um, my siblings or my mom would be like alone, um, like home alone or something, mm -hmm. they would just kind of like, say hello to him say hey i'm here you know <laughs> thanks nice. for watching over kind of like having a conversation yeah well it's interesting because you kind of made that more like a normal part of your life but like you know the i think the average person is so this this time of the year especially though is when you would try to chat kind of communicate and honor and and celebrate, mm -hmm. celebrate the life of of those people who are in the spirit world right yes yeah so and I suppose you could do it like ancestrally as well, right? Like if you, you if you know that if you have any sort of connections to anybody else or maybe. Yeah, maybe, I, I've, I haven't heard of anybody do it, but I would imagine you could do like a past life type thing. Yeah, that's a cool idea. I think uh, I, th I think, too, one of the neat things, you know, and I think it's partially because, you, you know, you were talking, we talked a little bit because of my confusion. We got up down that track of like popularization of this uh this idea and this holiday and so forth kind of been taken over um and sort of commercialized in a lot of ways with the very much imagery so. <laughs> and the iconography but it's interesting because i almost think like um you know it's because people are sort of missing this side of their lives anymore living in this sort of postmodern consumer world uh with a lot of you know emphasis on science and technology that they've divorced themselves from some of these old ways and most cultures have a day like this not you know not not, not just you know day of the dead there's you know there's a there's a there's usually a time for a celebration of ancestors and and you know relatives who have passed on in most in most cultures traditional cultures in europe and you know north america south america and asia and all over the world and so you know when we get away from our roots of of our connection to the other side uh, you know, we're going to adopt it sort of unconsciously and, you know, even by like watching movies or, 
you know, buying certain, you know, I think, I think this whole idea, like Jack Skellington with Disney, uh, I think is kind of connected to that idea. It's like, there's so much, there's such a desire to kind of connect to the spirit world, connect, connect to something real that will even kind of like unconsciously be attracted to consumerist things that really don't have the substance, but kind of remind us of that. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yes. Which yeah, I think I mean, is- it irks me a little bit when I see like Becky putting on her um, <laughs> her sugar skull sure. face paint and not yeah. really knowing what it's what about, it's about or yeah. caring or whatever, but um, and then just kind of appropriating it. Um, but oh, I think with like that, they they did a good job with the movie, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like pulling on the heartstrings as Disney yeah. does. Um, but um, I. I I hope that people through exposure also just kind of like learn a little bit about. We'll go deeper. That's, that's, that's the thing about it that I always hope whenever anything gets popularized, like, you know, go, go, go deep with it, you know, and and if, especially, and if you want to participate in it, you know, have, have the, the wherewithal to understand what you're doing and make sure you, you, you do it in a correct, correct and appropriate manner. And don't just, right. you know what I mean? I think that's, just that's feel it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And so, you, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting though, but it, like I said, I think there's this craving for, for meaning. There's like a craving for a connection to, to something. And I, and I feel like, you know, people don't know where to look for that. And it's kind of odd because, um you know it's all around you you know and if you kind of just look like as an example like you know dia de los muertos is is like one one version of of this but most cultures like i said have a version of this sort of thing so if you look back in your own history uh regardless of like what your culture is or if you know your mixed ancestry or whatever mixed race you know find something that that probably like you could really get into that is even connected to who you are yes so that's that's similar and so i think sometimes these things like they can prompt us and we learn a little bit about it and then all of a sudden like let's say we're irish or something and then we realize oh wait there's celtic festivals that are very similar to this and maybe i could look into my own tradition my own heritage and kind of revive that and do you know what i mean i think yeah that would be great (laughs) so you know but i think i think those are the kind of things that people are like craving and they don't see it in their own lives so they like want to try to to you know kind of borrow someone else's and and emulate that and so you know it's 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 a challenge but but at any rate yeah i wonder if like other you know like in other countries they do something similar with you know their neighbors if Mm. you know if like let's say for example like if russians have borrowed some stuff from like china or things like that i'm sure they do i'm sure they do and that's that's one of the challenges with you know, with some of these ideas that we have today, especially, you know, in the modern world and, you know, and, and academia is, 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 is obviously, obviously a area where, where like, you know, people talk about appropriation and things like that. And it's an important topic. It's an important scholarly topic and political topic. But at the same time, it's like, I think sometimes we forget that like most things are, are have some nature of borrowing to them. So oh, yeah, we, we have sure. to be aware of that as well. And so I yeah. think sometimes like, um it's you know it it's kind of, it, it it's absolutely one of these things where i think every every culture borrows from the neighbors around them 
sure our own way and learns things and adapts things and you know so there's that there's that interesting aspect to i think that's one of the most interesting things of cultures when cultures butt up against each other and then they you know and they might even be somewhat enemies but then you look at them and you're like you guys do the same things like <laughs> why do you hate each other so much right. like it's it's pretty pretty fascinating like all this stuff is so multifaceted i don't want to go down that rabbit hole but um but well but like kind of what you were referring um talking about before mm -hmm. if you look at all these like time period movies or shows or yeah. anything like that there's a respect for the process of death or mm. um, you know for those who have died um there's usually some sort of ceremonial something and even if um even when you watch them like if they're enemies or or whatever they sometimes even even at that point say mm -hmm. oh, we have to give them a proper like that was like an offense yeah. <laughs> like if you can give them like a proper like a proper burial or it's, it's like no you have to you know have the respect for them to move on to the spirit world or whatever whatever yeah. their, their yeah. thought was um i think culturally here in the united states uh we were talking about this prior to the show there's really not much of that you know we there's a lot of more like i think discarding of um of uh that's funny i just wrote about that yesterday there's mm -hmm. like this discarding of things that are old or you know not useful anymore or not youthful <laughs> oh yeah that was on your that was on your feed on your ad angel on yeah. your feed, right yeah i saw that one that was a great post i really did it just because i was gonna i wanted to post that one photo <laughs> yeah <laughs> of me like um uh as a younger person yeah <laughs> And then, um, and then I was like, oh, let me talk. Cause I've always played on, um, I've liked playing on that, uh, that quote of uh, the youth is wasted on the young. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> you know, is not because then there, somebody can like rebuttal or retaliate and say, you know, that's, and then that's when I came up with like sage is wasted on, or can, is wasted with age. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say that. So I'm. Oh, that's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah, uh, because you know, what do you do with it? <laughs> what yeah, do you do exactly. with all this knowledge if you're like old and yeah. decrepit? You know. Well, and that's you know that kind of that really does tie into this idea of age and aging and death and you know respect respect or or not for elders. And I think what you're talking about is like, you know, like in the US, we certainly have this sort of obsession with youth mm -hmm. um, and with, you know, with beauty and with um, newness and with, you know, things like that. And so, Morality. yeah, right. <laughs> and so this idea of an elder, uh, you know, man or woman moving past their stage of virility and moving past their stage of kind of work and not, I don't want to say, I don't want to use the word usefulness. I put usefulness in quotes, usefulness according to consumerist, you know, agendas. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you move into that stage of being an elder. And so, you know, you, you're right though. It's like, what, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a two-way street going on. One is like, you know, there is sort of a, um, not as much respect for elders and older people in this country, but at the same time, what are the elders doing and saying and what type of leaders are they being 
Um, right. you know, and so we have to ask ourselves those kinds of questions. So, um, you know, and I think that that's, that's an interesting thing. So, you know, like more, obviously more traditional cultures have more respect for elders. Yes. Um, and, it's sacrilegious to, I feel anybody that I know to mm -hmm. even think about sending someone to a home, you know, it's just, yeah. you just don't do that. Um, my grandmother, for example, she's very much the matron or is it matriarch matriarch yeah, yeah. in our family and she is a fountain of information when it comes to um all these like uh different herbs and remedies and things that you just learn through experience because she yeah. didn't have a lot of you know growing up and i think she had like the highest education um so it was all uh through experience and through um, um, I don't know. I don't think old wives' tale is like the no, but like folk, stuff. folk, folk stories, yeah. and, and 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 like uh, wisdom that you tales. Yeah, wisdom. Yeah, no, I know. And you, you share like. with one another, you know, because oh. of either like necessity or uh, whatever, whatever the reason may be. You just kind of like pass these these things down. Um, so we also don't have communal areas that we all um you know can share space in yeah uh, i remember growing up going to like the plaza or the square or whatever and even now that's one of the things that i really enjoy about um visiting mexico is just having those spaces where everybody's there yep. there's like kids running around having fun there's usually some sort of like live performance and um different food vendors and every generation is there. You see your grandparents, yeah. you see your great-grandparents, sometimes your great-great-grandparents. <laughs> yeah. um, and then everybody in between, you know? And it's just beautiful because you, you, be, you become so connected with one another and there's this sense of community and you have this ability to honor life more because you're one, you're living it mm -hmm. and then you're also respecting it because you're, you know, you're amongst everybody from every different age group. And yeah, exactly. there's something about that that I just love and uh, I get a bit melancholic about. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, I you know, it's interesting because like the same, the same thing exists in Italy. They have the piazza. It's like the plaza mm -hmm. square. And that's the same thing that goes on there is like everyone meets, meets, it's like the center of the city and it's where everyone meets. And it's usually, there's usually a sort of, a park-like setting or kind of a fountain or yep you know there's a, there's beautiful artwork around usually the the cathedral is nearby and right. the shopping is nearby so you know everyone 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 meets there there's cafes there's young people old people you know little kids babies whatever everyone's everyone's yep. mixing together and you know there's a sense that everyone's connected and i think uh you know uh this idea of 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 like you know death because we're speaking about death and the idea of scorpio and uh there's this idea of transformation and and you know uh sort of new life and new growth coming out of death and so there's this continuum the, all, all of it's connected for some reason though you know in in the modern world in this sort of materialistic technological and scientific age that we live in i think death is really seen as um as the enemy and so, you know, most of what we do is, is uh, geared towards either pretending it isn't happening 
or right. trying, trying to fight it off. And so, Aping it. It, it, you know, you see this very sort of neurotic attitude towards death in, in, in um, modern societies. Yes. Societies, because I think there's this, um, you, you don't see the, you don't, what I guess the point is, is like in traditional societies and in older societies, both in Europe and in, you know, in Latin America and all over the world, um, you know, you see, um, you see life, you see birth, you see, you know, um, children growing up, you see them, you know, going through puberty, you see people getting married, you see people having their own children, and then you see people dying, like you're involved with all of those processes, you know, you're, you're, yeah. like, you're a part of it through ritual, you're a part of it through family connection. You might even be involved with the birth, you could be standing there. You know, right. <laughs> and think, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. you might be involved in the, the process of death. You know, you carry the body. You might help prepare the body. You know, it's not something that is for somebody else. And so, you know, we've, we've made all those things jobs that we don't have to do. And so we don't, we're not participating in this whole cycle of life. So we feel like we're insulated from it because we don't, oh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to experience that. I don't want to have to, you know what I mean? It's a little too, yeah. real. it's a little too real for us. Well, you remove yourself. Yeah, correct. It, right. Separate from you. It, it's something that is a kind of like happening to you. But even just like, a, uh, as you were speaking, I was thinking about some of the language, um, some of the language used around death and like the mm -hmm. sayings, like escaping death. Death is almost like, uh, like something that, you have to like champion or it's like a, a challenger right oh like, yeah yeah you have, like, to oh, you have to best it yeah <laughs> it's like i the those people who consider themselves daredevils or do like the, these high extreme things that you know you could potentially die it's all it becomes like this challenge and yeah um, weird concept of like oh i will fight you death <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. you you can't get me it's like it's something that's chasing you around if you if you stop moving or something yeah um, but no i feel um we've all i've always had like a a different concept of death i think i don't know if it if it's fear based like how i've heard it he, you know here like in the united states mm. um the one thing that i do recall that was kind of like a little bit morbid mm -hmm. Um, is that people know when they're going to die mm. that mm. is something that uh sticks around me or that sorry that has stuck with me um and that <laughs> sometimes yeah. puts me in high alert like whatever i um so i'll uh, i'll kind of give you what um what i mean so growing up i've heard the, the few people that I've known mm -hmm. uh, that have died, um, I've heard them saying, I've heard the, you know, those of us who have, are still living, I heard the adults say like, oh, they knew that they were going to die because of this. Mm. Uh, so, and then these are the, these are kind of like some of the examples. So uh, let's say for example, um, for instance, my, uh, she's not my biological grandmother, but the grandmother of my brother and sister, their great grandmother. Okay. Um, 
it was my brother's first birthday and this was a miserable woman <laughs> uh it was she was just not happy yeah. you know um i think that she was not she was definitely not very happy that my grandmother married her son uh, she didn't like that at all um she was she was up there in age i think she was like in her 90s okay um but my grandmother even though you know so kind of tying it back to before even though this woman was not pleasant to her uh, my grandmother would like bathe her and like you know um, cook her dinner and like do all these things and um, kind of like took care of her no none of her other kids or grandkids or anybody like that was mm. really caring for her the way that my grandmother did yeah um, they were just kind of there to like take money um, but on my she was like in love with my brother when he was born um, so and she really was a fan of my mom as well Okay. So she, um, on my brother's first birthday, it was like nothing I've ever seen before. So typically she would kind of like drag her feet, you know, she would always wear like these house shoes or these sandals or whatever. And yeah. she would like drag her feet because it would make like these, this kind of like eerie noise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, especially like at night yeah she had like, <laughs> she'd be scraping around like a ghost yeah <laughs> um I, sometimes I would just kind of like chuckle because I'm like I'm sure she's doing this on purpose she's gotta be doing this on purpose <laughs> yeah and so um uh so anyway so she was always like complaining about everything hurting and like didn't have like a whole lot of energy and you know she couldn't really do anything for herself on the night of my brother's first birthday uh celebration party whatever um she was like having shots <laughs> uh she was eating everything under the sun like everything yeah. um she was uh reminiscing about her life talking like uh like talking about all these stories and things that have happened and you know uh she was like just hugging everybody she was um telling my grandmother how much she appreciates her for everything that she's done like all of these things it's like a whole like I don't know third fourth fifth tenth wind you know okay. um and then the next day they found her on the floor wow because she had like fallen on her bed and um they said it was from natural causes um but you know romantically and kind of culturally um that's what I grew up with with if like kind of those indications of like somebody just having yeah. this this you know like uh spurt of like energy and like liveliness and like that's it like that's their you know yeah like a curtain call final act kind of a thing and then the reminiscing uh part so whenever I hear like anybody uh that I love kind of just start like reminiscing. I'm like, uh uh, uh. No, don't do that. <laughs> We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Stop um, right there. So that's, that's my kind of like superstition with that. Um, but wow. then I like shake it off. Um, uh, yeah, I shake it off because I kind of like, I don't know, I, I don't like testing waters when it comes to these things, but I kind of like check. I'm like, no, you'll be here. Mm. <laughs> you know, I just kind of like see what I can see yeah uh, and then say okay we're good keep talking <laughs> um yeah. i think there's that makes you know it's interesting though i do think when you get to a certain point in, in life and 
especially when you're, you know, when you're, when you're older, um, you know, it does, it does seem, I've, you know, I've heard so many stories like that and seen, seen it in my own life too, things, things like that. <coughs> shortly, shortly before a person passes away there, you know, there's like a burst of energy and almost like a, you know, even oftentimes when people are ill, they'll have a, like a, a miraculous recovery right before they die, which is very strange. You're thinking, yeah. like, what is the, what is that? But it's, you know, it's one of these things I think that, um, you know, maybe allow a sort of um, closure or something yep. mm-hmm. for people. And I think it's a very merciful thing that occurs, uh, you know, for people uh, before, before they, they transition. But again, that, you know, we, we, you know, we look at it and we think, you know, we think about death and, you know, one of these ideas, and if you look at this, this tarot card, um, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, you've got a couple in front of you, but I've got one in front of me from, um, uh, the BOTA version. I talk about that deck a lot. It's from, um, uh, BOTA is an organization, Builders of the Adiatum, uh, which is in Los Angeles, which was started by Paul Foster Case. And so his deck that he did uh, has, it's very similar to the Marseille deck. It has an actual skeleton on it that's holding a, a scythe. Scythe is that that kind of tool that, like you see the Grim Reaper holding, if you're familiar yeah. with it, you know, right? So, but the interesting thing is then, so death is on a horse on, um, on the um, right away deck. So that's a little bit different. There's a little bit of different symbolism in that deck. But one thing they both share is this uh, the sun in the background. And the sun is not going down. It's coming up. It's, it's yeah. the, the back of the card in, in these cards uh, is considered the east. So that's a, that's a sunrise. So there's that connection between death and new life. Uh, death is a transformation. Uh, death in, in, as an idea of, of, of going home, going home to the spirit world. You know, so we, you know, I think in the, the sort of modern world and this kind of techno scientific world we live in, we see death as um, really as just kind of an end to life, honestly, an extinguishing or, you know, we don't, most people don't associate it, you know, unless they're religious, they don't associate it with any sort of afterlife or any kind of continuation. Uh, so, so, you know, we have those ideas with that. But then with, with these, you know, with these esoteric and sort of mystical ideas and religious ideas, that death is not an end it's just a it's just a transformation you know and and really science tells us the same thing i mean you know not, energy can be neither uh uh created nor destroyed there's like a finite amount of energy in the universe and it just transforms basically so you see you know there's a scientific law that that, that speaks of that uh, idea so you know you think that something that's alive is going to transform into something else why would we be any different than that you know, we don't yeah. agree on what that is, but certainly the life force and the energy of the body and even the, you know, the atoms and the, the body itself breaks down and it's, you know, reused in, in the environment and it's, you know, it becomes nutrients for plants and, and, and animals and organisms. And you know what I mean? There's a whole cycle going on. And then the, the spirit or soul itself, you know, goes, goes seemingly somewhere else. Uh, so, you know, so there's this, this idea of transformation, but then there's also the idea of rebirth, new, new growth. And, you know, we see that in the, the plant world. And I think, you know, even with this time of year, uh, this idea of the, the, you know, you have to remember a lot of these, these ideas that we have from, you know, from our religious traditions come from a time when people were living closer to the earth. 
Uh, so there's yes. agricultural symbolism in them as well, right? And so fall is a time of dying and, and winter is a time of, of sort of stagnation and, and death in essence. I mean, you know, in, in Northern climates anyways. Yeah. Uh, and then spring is the time of regrowth and rebirth. Incidentally, that's the time when Easter is. So, you know, there you go. Um, so, so, you know what I mean? So these things are all, these, all, these ideas are all connected. And I think it's, it's, it's healthy. We, didn't, we were talking about this before the show. It's healthy to, to have a connection uh, to the ancestors, to your traditions, to the idea of death. And I think there's something very positive about him sort of embracing this side. Is there's, a, there's a sort of shadow association with death. You know, it, 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 you know, it's a fearful thing because we don't know what it is in some ways, but then at the same time, if you really meditate on it and go deeply into it, or if you have any sort of, you know, spiritual experiences with, you know, where you've channeled spirits or something, you know that there's more than just this material existence. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's, yeah, I think that hits it pretty well because if you if you feel like you just kind of go into like a hole in the ground for the worms to eat and then that's it that's kind of the end of the road yeah um and when you add fear-based messaging to that then yeah you know yeah, i mean that could be there's not too much to really to be excited about if that if that's right you that you, yeah i mean i can see where 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 that would be the case but you know it's 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 interesting because even our pop, like the popular holiday of Halloween here in, in, in this country and in Europe and, and elsewhere where they still, you know, celebrate kind of traditionally, it's connected to this idea of the connection to the spirit world and this thin realm where the spirits are visiting and so on. So it is a time when we think about death, because obviously Halloween is associated with horror movies and, you know, scary right. costumes and haunted houses. Uh, and that's where that connection to death is. But then it's also associated with spirits. And if, you know, if you think about the idea, even if it's something, you know, if you're thinking of ghosts or something scary, it still reminds you that there's something else. Do you know what I mean? Even if you're, even yeah. if you're kind of looking at it in the popular way, like, oh God, what if a ghost does this or that? Well then, you know, if you believe in ghosts, you believe in the spirit world. Right. So you then you know that there's something after death and it kind of should give you a little bit of security to know that something of you lives on. Um, right. You know what I'm saying? And so, so yeah. it, like it's, it's hinting at at least uh, the other side and it's kind of reminding us that, you know, that this is not the end and that there is still a, we, and the other side of it, there's still a connection to our, our loved ones and our ancestors who have passed away. You know, I think that's a, it's a good reminder of that. So. Yeah, even if they're just kind of like playing with it, or if, because um, I'm not a, quite exactly sure how um, Halloween came to be, but I'm thinking that it was some sort of like appropriation <laughs> from some like other culture or some other like religion. Well, it's, um, Europe, that it's they... European, it's ancient pagan European tradition. There we go. I figured yeah. I, it was pagan something. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, even if, you know, you kind of just took uh, probably a more deeper concept and then just made it fun for you to be able to incorporate more people <laughs> whenever you want to, you know, 
what is the word I'm looking for? Um, convert them. It's like, hey, we also offer this, but we made it fun with candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. No, so, and by the way, when I say pagan, I do not use that in a pejorative way. Some people use the word pagan, like as a as a as a bad term. I'm just using it. It's an ancient term, meaning non non Christian. Pagan actually means yeah. of the country. It's like it comes from from the Latin word countryman or something, pagano or something like that. So, it kind of meant you know people that were living more traditionally, and and it's right. you know, now it means non Christian. But there's also a whole association with um, with Wiccans and Earth religions and so on, Western, you know, um, uh, European uh, Earth Earth religions, Druidism, and so on. Uh, some of the ancient. I feel like also it gets confused with uh, uh, being like satanic. Well, that's kind of the way that um, you know that it it was used by the church for a long time, and unfortunately, then it took on those ideas. The same word, like, like the same. Uh, with the word occult the word occult really just means hidden or esoteric it means it means a, a deeper side of mysticism uh, mm -hmm. and now you know now the word occult is is really mostly because of hollywood it has connotations with you know satanism and the devil and black magic and so forth so it's, yeah you know it's kind of like we've got to sort of reclaim a lot of these uh these terms uh, to you know, to kind of give them back their dignity, uh, but but be that as it may, but yeah, it's my understanding. It's like ancient sort of Celtic and you know European traditions, like All Hallows Eve, I think it's her, and and then it, I think it's also associated, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, All All Saints Day from Catholicism. I think that that um, that is like the holiday that they sort of put in place instead of this, you know, ancient European pagan tradition. You know what I mean? Okay. They sort yeah. of replaced it with that, but people never gave it up. That was the thing about it that, you know, Europe, just like in, you know, in, in Mexico or Latin America, where, you know, Catholicism eventually dominated, the people still kept their traditions alive. They just hid it. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. you know, that's one of those things that, that, that really uh, is interesting about, about these different types of, um, beliefs how they how they managed to stay alive over you know over hundreds of years of of persecution so at any rate um i think that i think you might have um all saints day is after halloween right yeah yeah what is the what is the holiday that's associated with halloween is there is there a catholic holiday that that i'm missing is there something that's at the same time or am I, am I off on that? So I think that that's where I was mistaken. I think that um, Dia de los Santos is on the 1st. Of November? Um, yes. Okay. And then um, I believe um, Dia de los Muertos is, is that? Isn't it October 31st and November 4th? Is that right? There's multiple there days, right? One after, uh, so I think it's Dia de los Santos and then Dia de los Muertos. So I think Dia de los Muertos oh. is on the second. Okay, okay. So, yeah. All right. So, so All Saints Day is the first and then All Souls Day, I guess, is the second. Oh, okay. Okay, perfect. 
but you know definitely connected to these 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 ancient traditions and i'm sure that yeah. you know there it's it's interesting because it, it probably has a lot to do uh like we talked about with the season and the time of the year and the astrological you know positioning of the the planet and so forth you know what i mean they they all these mm -hmm. different cultures were keyed into those 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 things with the equinoxes and the solstices and so on and, and the different changes of uh, of season and 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 on and on so um you know so it's interesting to see those those connections but i i like this uh, i like this idea though that 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 you know in death you know since it's attached to scorpio see the the the, the transformation idea so scorpio uh rules the the sexual organs it rules re re regeneration and generativity and reproduction and so forth right so you have this idea that this death card is associated with this astrological sign of scorpio so you see this idea of, of death and then rebirth connected in this card right and i think that's such a fantastic um idea and why these cards these tarot cards are so rich and you know such a such an important thing to study for for me not for everybody but for me and for you i mean i know you dig them as well so yeah i'm super fascinated yeah so but i mean there's just That's like totally... go ahead sorry go ahead <laughs> Are you, please? You go. please i defer <laughs> no, to that you was... sir <laughs> that's what i was thinking about when you had mentioned that earlier mm -hmm. uh before the show that um that it rules the i mean i knew that the kind of the more modern uh interpretation of scorpios being sexual people mm -hmm. um but um i did not know that what you were saying how it rules the reproductive or reproductive organs but yeah then it made sense like how you were just explaining about you know birth and something new and i was like oh that totally works you know yeah like, that totally connects to itself because i never i never had that same kind of sensation or fear with the death card mm -hmm. Um, I always saw the sun rising and yeah. not, and I didn't see like necessarily like, uh, how some people might interpret, you know, uh, the, that death is like leaving a trail of death more so than going into something new. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, um but yeah, you know, people's different perspectives, I think I could probably, I think I have a some, yeah. I think I have a optimistic point of view. So maybe um, I was just like, oh, maybe that's just me. <laughs> but no. I also don't read. Um, we were talking about this. Also, I I don't um, I don't have the definitions like memorized, or I don't know them off the top of my head. So whenever I do do tarot readings or pull tarot cards out for people or for myself i just look at what the imagery is and then interpret that from what i'm also my knowing you know my knowing yeah. and sense of of what i feel for the or yeah what i feel and see uh, in terms of the person's question or in query yeah i like that word query i like, <laughs> I like that old term they used querent to querent the querent uh, i haven't heard of that one yeah, that's so. If you read the old tarot books, they use that Q U E R E N T. Um, okay. Yeah, it's kind of kind of old timey English. I dig it. 
Um, yeah, I, you know what though, the thing about it is that the, they get a certain level of, of your development psychically that uh, tarot card meanings can hang you up. However, the, 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 the danger is, is you get a lot of, you know, we talk about the TikTok kids and stuff and not trying to <laughs> knock them, but the danger is when you're first starting out and you're usually, it's usually when you're young and you think that you know a bit more than you actually know, you kind of disregard all the symbolism and all of the, the meaning of the cards because you just want to do your own thing which is, is mm -hmm. cool and that's a kid thing to do and you should by all means do that because it's how you develop. However, as you get a bit, I think more mature in your readings and stuff, you realize like, oh, sometimes it is valuable to have some of these meanings because um, maybe you're not getting a real good uh, intuition off of this card or maybe the person that you're reading for uh, is a little hard to read or maybe right. just you're a little bit off that day or something's going on and you, know, you can really kind of like, um use the cards like once you when you do have that knowledge and you do memorize some meanings for these cards or at least have a general sort of out, outline for what you think they mean um it's a jumping off point so i always kind of recommend to anyone that's 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 new this you know i talk about this i haven't really talked about it too much because i haven't talked about doing readings i've just been talking about the symbolism in the show but uh the sunday one but it is, it is really, it is worthwhile to, to learn the meanings of the cards. And I think that it gives you a kind of a, a base, like it gives you a foundation. Uh, if you're not getting any, any um, meaning off the card, like, or any images or any, like, you know, words popping into your head or, you know what I mean? And so yes. I think it's valuable for, for that. But like, you know, you're at a level that's different. So, you know, um, you know, for you, I mean, you're just going to grab onto the symbols that mean something and you're, you know, you're going to, you're going to get some hits of intuition and pictures and all that because you work that way. Right. So. Yeah. So it's just kind of to fill in, uh, fill in like details or things like yeah. that. I'll, um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like if you, when people, I don't know, like, and say that they look at the crystal ball or something, yeah. um, or, um, uh, tea, either tea or coffee stain, you know, oh, like reading and coffee ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those. Um, so it's kind of, I, I would use it in, in, in that same vein, you know, or in that yeah. same way where it's like, yes, I know what, what, um, what I see and what I know, let me just kind of help you see it with this visual yeah yeah exactly um, i have drawn things before though too um for, i've drawn for like people that you've done readings for or just uh, off off of things? myself when yeah. i was taking that that one course um yeah. i um i drew like what i saw my guide to look like oh interesting i, I sent you that photo I thought or I thought I sent you that drawing, but yeah. Oh no, no, uh, you did, you did, you did. Yeah, I absolutely remember yeah. that. Uh, correct. Okay, cool. So um, that would be like another cool way, and I could probably explore that a little bit more too. Yeah, you know, it's mainly they're mainly tools for to help the read e get a visual or an understanding um, of what I'm talking about, and maybe mm. have some sort of confirmation for them. Um, that's 
usually what I use these. Otherwise, I can just kind of just go, you know, and be like, yeah, this is what I see this. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, and there's something about tarot, just like crystals, though, that I really like. I keep interrupting. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, it's, I, I, I have the same thing. I mean, I've got 50 decks at least. So, you know, it's like, it's, get it up there. It's something that, like, <laughs> you know, it, you, you start to get into the, well, what's cool about about it that I like so much is to see the the different variations um, and the different interpretations that artists come up with and so on and how they mm -hmm. kind of, you know, interpret the meanings. What, what's cool, though, about, and again, kind of to get back to the basics of it, so like people that I think are really, you know, really enamored with tarot and really, really enjoy it and they're passionate about it. It is really, it is very valuable to go back and look at the traditional stuff so that you kind of know like where things come from. And then when you see new versions of cards, you, you understand how they're similar and how they're different from the or original uh, decks that were made. I think a lot of times- How does the original deck come to be? It's a mystery. It's a it's really? a grand mystery. Yeah, they don't know exactly. <clears throat> and there's very early Italian cards that are called Cherokee cards. Um, there's also these very early. Um, they there's there's these kind of uh, Indian fortune telling cards and Chinese fortune telling cards that they think may be connected to tarot, but it's okay. there's not a lot of evidence exactly where they came from. The oldest decks they have, I think, are from like the 1300s. But there were also these other decks that they um, that they call uh, they're not like classical tarot. I, the name is escaping me right now, and I should want to punch myself in the face for not remembering this. But there's this <laughs> deck that has like it has like the the muses and the graces and Greek gods and like the seven liberal arts and so on that came about during the Renaissance in Italy. And the tarot might have come from that. The Marseille okay. deck is is a very old deck, and they think that that one might be close to the originals. It's it's really it's hard to say. Um, okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah so it, it's a pretty it's a it has a pretty mysterious history. So that's one of the is other there, cool things about it. Is there a meaning to the word tarot? Um, some people say it means wheel um some people think it's a it's it comes from the word taroki which is an italian word uh, and it's mm -hmm. kind of a, a, a sort of a, a derivation of that um, what is that word again uh you know what that i am not entirely sure of it let me okay. let me look i'm gonna look because um because i should I, I do know that i've just forgotten it so let's see what it says um so the translation is tarot cards so that does not help me <laughs> so where that word comes from i do not know <laughs> yeah so there you go Tarot. i feel like we learned that in school that you can't define a word with a word with a word like exactly i know i'm going around in circles i mean i mean you could see that lit taroki for example if you just took the the key off the end it's tarot but where does the t come from i mean that may be french because the french wouldn't pronounce the last t and that's why it's tarot but uh 
I don't know, you know, that's, it's, again, I'm, I'm not a historian in this. I know more about the symbolism and the you know, esoteric use of tarot than I do yeah. its history. There okay. are people who are so good with history that they'd be like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. This is this. And this. <laughs> I, I do know that, 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 that no one agrees on exactly where they came from. Oh. Scholars and esotericists and, you know, there, there was this idea, there was one idea that they came from Egypt and then that they might have come through Romani people who at that time they called gypsies and they mm -hmm. thought gypsy was a was like a, a derivative word of Egyptian and so that's where that idea came from maybe they they like that they were they were uh sort of ancestors of ancient Egyptians and they were traveling around with these cards that that were connected to ancient Egypt that's now there's not a lot of historical evidence for that but that was one popular theory in the early days okay um, so there's quite a few there's the one idea that they came from fez in morocco where all of these um esoteric masters met and came up with this system to basically share uh, mystical ideas when they couldn't speak the same language so they came up with this symbolic deck of cards to sort of be a uh, universal language between them okay that's one idea um what are those um they're not card they kind of look like dominoes are they runes oh runes yeah ruins are uh norse germanic um yeah those are ancient those are ancient they know where those come from i don't know exactly when and where but those are much much older than tarot i would i would oh. say yeah uh but that is not necessarily true because just because they don't have physical evidence that tarot oh yes yeah, they're, they're paper i mean that's the problem and the old paper that they had was you know it disintegrates even sure. the, the nicest decks that they have from the 1300s most of them are very very faded and are falling apart you know yeah so, you know, so that's that's the thing with it. But the, certainly the ideas and the symbolic um, messages in the cards are ancient. They're from they're they're far older than 1300s. I mean, they they do come from ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, um, Alexandria. There's Gnostic ideas, and there's all kinds of um, you know occult and esoteric ideas hidden in the tarot. So okay. So they, they, you know, the ideas within the tarot are much older than the physical representations that they have today. And I think that's why they still resonate with you. I think people sense that, wow, these things are connected to something ancient. And they are. The cards themselves may or may not be, but they're definitely connected to, to um, you know, hermetic traditions from ancient Egypt and, and so forth. Uh, so okay. that, that's my understanding. So and that's what I'm working with. And that's. You know, and I think, you know, to have like some mythology around something you're working with, I don't know, to me, it gives it a, uh, it gives it more power. I, I really, honestly, I, I tend to shy away a lot of times from like the historical stuff anymore, because like I spent so much time in school doing when I was doing my master's degree, like critiquing everything. It's it like it takes the the mystical connection to your heart away. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I find that I mean, I do like to know kind of like, where did this come from? And you know, like it's a basic history of it. I do like that stuff. 
but I noticed like as I'm going uh, deeper into the the magical aspects of things, like uh, I, find, uh, I find that like that critical mind that I had to use in graduate school has to be like shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you, you know, because I, I think it's kind of like like think about it. I mean, if it was like like if if you you know if you were getting all caught up, like when you had an intuition or a feeling or a sensation or an image that came to you or a vision, and then you like analyzed it, you'd kill it. You know, if you, if you went, well, I wonder, academically speaking, I wonder where this is coming from. Is it coming from my unconscious mind or is it a message from spirit or who is it? You know what I mean? Yes. It, would, it would be just like, uh, uh, it dies, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway enough of that i i've been speaking way too long on that i'm sorry um what oh no i think it's really interesting because there you know there is an energy that uh that resonates with people and um that gets passed that you know has been passed down yeah um from when when whatever it was created and we've talked about this before in other episodes where you know, there's all these similarities in the different cultures. And it's just fascinating to, because these concepts are universal, you know, exactly. the concept of death is universal. And a lot of these uh, kind of like earlier um, cultures and uh, religions or whatnot, they, I feel like all of them, all the ones that I can think of at the top of my head, had this respect for the process of death. Yeah. Um, and honoring that right like egyptians would like yeah. um definitely like honor and like mummify oh, them and yeah. preserve and um Absolutely. do all of the that whole uh ceremonial process uh i'm sure i mean all of the asian cultures that i can think of at the top of my head again have their their own ceremonies and kind mm -hmm. of like romantic views and things of the sort um i know for me <laughs> um growing up that's we've talked about that a, a bit so um that's just kind of cool to think yeah. that at some point there was all these um early cultures and tribes and nations that had similar concepts and somehow you know they were like um created and then dispersed and then um I don't know it just sounds it seems kind of cool and it's also maybe perhaps bringing back some of my past life feeling of just traveling around mm -hmm. and, you know um speaking the word or helping people kind of connect spiritually or something yeah um, so as you were describing that I was like just kind of having a moment of like feeling myself being in these um like past times and uh you know walking around with this knowledge yeah um, whether it's tarot or spirituality or um herbal medicine or uh energetic light work whatever so yeah it just kind of took me to a space <laughs> that's, cool. so that's kind of cool yeah for sure i think that's that's something that to to remember when you know because i a lot of times we get um these days you know really caught up on the on the differences and and you know and the, mm -hmm. you know, the things that separate us and what makes us unique and and that's all good and i think it's important to celebrate those those things but 
it's also important at the same time to have the balance to remember the universality of of um of spirituality and culture and sort of you know life death birth uh, rebirth um, family life and all these things that we as like human beings in general share regardless of our cultures and regardless of our orientations or education level or whatever it is right and so yeah. there's just that basic kind of uh, that basic sort of universal force that that, that connects us all, um, you know, and I, I tend to believe that, like, you know, so behind all of this, there's this universal spirit that, you know, connects us all together, you know, that there's no, like, separate individual souls, it, even though it feels like it. Ultimately, we're all part of the same divine force, the same divine love. Yeah. You know, and I think that sometimes uh, when we get caught up in, like, these kind of political and and um sort of economic and social arguments and and so on we forget like that that part of ourselves and it's you know even even with religious stuff you know people of different religions like well no i believe this and you're the way you believe is wrong and you know we forget right. like 90 like percent of the time if you look at religious beliefs like there's just so many similarities you can't but see that there's you know that there's a source that they're all drawing from and that source is this unity consciousness that 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 connects us all you know what i mean yes and so our interpretations of that are wildly different and that's what's so cool about culture and that's what's so cool about different places is the way that we express those feelings and those understandings and those connections i think that's what what's what's so magical about like you know, and I, and you're the same as I am, like, I'm so fascinated by different cultures and different subcultures and different ways of doing things and seeing things and languages and different, you know, symbolic, you know, ways of, of operating. And just, I, I don't know, I, I like, it's like, if, if we were all the same, it would be just, it would be so boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think like God looked at that and is like, I don't want them to be all the same. Let's like, let's throw some, some, some flavor into this. Let's yeah. like, really, let's, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's how I look at it. So celebrate those differences, but celebrate that sameness as well. And that's the, that's the way we can, we can get along. I think a little bit better. I think we've been, yeah. going, for, we've been going for a while. So I'll pass it back to you. If there's anything that we miss, Oh, we were going to talk a little bit about the angel of death. I think we didn't do that um we did not i didn't get a chance to read it too much but as as you were talking about all the differences i'm looking at um the they have like five different card uh death cards in front of yeah. me and also they even though some of them have more similar themes than others but they yeah. all have this uh new beginning mm. uh, you know element to it or something new or birth or re, I, yeah, I guess you could also say rebirth, but there's also, there's just something new about it. Um, yeah. That, uh, that I don't know where there, where it just, where it began that the death card just means, ooh, you're going to die, you know? Yeah. Because um, you yeah. see it, you see it in um, popular culture like on tv movies you know where it's like oh you, you got the death card and then it's always this kind of um looming feeling and then you sometimes have someone who knows better and then they come in and they say well you know it doesn't always mean death yeah <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly there's always that kind of like joke and then 
and then I think people have probably picked it up, uh, picked that up and say, like, I think now that's part of the, the follow-up, right? Whenever somebody yeah. gets the death card, then they well, themselves say, but it doesn't always mean death. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And you know, it's funny because it's almost like now in most interpretations, I like it, it, it doesn't mean death at all. So right. know, most people talk about transformation and they talk about new beginnings. They talk about the death of like a project or the death of a relationship or something like that. Yeah. Or just like ending something yeah. and beginning something. Oh yeah. That's, um, that's what you and I were talking about before mm. where I think, you know, as, as I was kind of moving navigating this new new culture of the united states yeah and having different concepts um whenever i was younger um and i would not see myself like i wouldn't see a future for myself so like let's say i guess i was i guess that would be considered meditating um i would just kind of like reflect on my life or meditate on my life oh, i didn't know i was doing that interesting um <laughs> and then just kind of like see what i can see for myself in the future and then um i like let's say for example when i was like 16 i couldn't see anything past 16 or i mean when i was about to approach 16 i was probably like 13 14 yeah. and i was doing the kind of meditative glance ahead yeah, yeah. Um, nothing that i could see past 16 and i had all these big plans for myself right like i'm like no i'm gonna be like uh, this famous like fashion designer <laughs> yeah, uh, or whatever. And, but then I couldn't see it. Like there was nothing there. So I just, I think because of uh, adapting to the United States, it, I just viewed it as like, you know, Oh, that's it. It's death. It's the end. Um, I'm going to die. And um, <laughs> so yes. uh, I did not. Uh, obviously, yeah, I, I, Thankfully you did not. <laughs> Unless I'm communicating you from the spirit world, which would be such a turnaround for. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, that's a the big reveal. It's like the, it's like the sixth sense. That's the big review. That's the big that's the big twist at the end of this podcast. You find yeah. out that Angel is communicating from the spirit world. <laughs> uh, that would be so cool. You would get so popular. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, you know. Um, so what was I? Gonna, oh, so then. Um, Sometimes I would see uh, myself being like uh, kidnapped or sometimes I would see myself kind of like being stabbed or there was some sort of like graphic death, you know, yeah. um, in certain times of my life, whenever I would see these images or have these visions or these dreams, I would, you know, um, at first, first couple of times I was, um, I would get you know, kind of concerned. <laughs> um, and then when I lived through those years, um, I started noticing that they were significant points in my life that, um, that I was actually seeing. So the messages needed, I, I feel like the messages needed to be really big to yeah. get my attention that like, get yourself ready <laughs> because this is, this is going to be significant, you know? So um, it definitely grabbed my attention and it brought alertness and, you know, it brought me back. Yeah. Um, when the 16 time 
happened. My life completely changed. And when um, uh, when you and I were talking about it the other day, uh, I I guess I didn't even pick up on that that small part, um, or maybe I did and I just forgot. But um, when I moved here, I met this teacher, and she pretty much um, opened me back up. You know, she mentioned, uh, you know, again, just kind of reinforced. She's like, you know, you have a lot of natural gifts and abilities. You can do this and you can do like all kinds of things. She's like, you probably, the way that she phrased it, she's like, you probably know when um, the, who's on the other line of the phone when the phone rings. And then she looked at me and this specific memory came to my mind of like knowing that, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, because we were, we were doing like this native American uh, spirit animal um, ceremony thing that she had us do. I think you walk around a circle a couple of times whenever you feel like stopping and you literally don't move. It was the, it was super trippy for, you know, a uh, junior in high school yeah, right. to just like walk around and then your body just stopped. Like you physically cannot move any further. Oh, and wow. whenever you feel that you put the stone, you had to col uh, collect stones from like nature or something. But whenever you feel that you have to stop. And then we put the, uh, the rocks back, but um, you stop. And then however many times you think, however many times you go around the circle and the position determines on what your spirit animal is. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I remember one of them was a swan. I can't remember the other one for some reason. Um, and so she reawakened me, you know, because um, I'm not quite sure what episode that was that I discussed my previous experience. But um, when that information, when my friend uh, placed his legs on my lap and uh his whole life just kind of like was downloaded yeah and yeah. I you know I turned over and I said you know I'm so sorry that he hurt you that way and I was pushed you know like physically pushed away yeah um it just kind of like freaked me out you know and yeah. um I was like you know you're a teenager you kind of think about these things and it's like well is this what my life is going to be? You know, is yeah. I mean, who wants to be rejected of, and pushed away and, you know. Right. Yeah. And like knowing these things, um, they're, you know, my sister all the time, she's like, I just don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and so sometimes like she specifically won't ask me things, you know, yeah, um, yeah. we kind of like joke where uh, it's like, you know, I think other people have said it before or have said it as well, where um, uh, I'm not always right, but I'm never wrong. Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So um, having, when I was younger, these, these gifts and abilities were praised and cherished because it was just information that people wanted to know. Then um, I believe I was in fifth, fifth or sixth grade when um I might have accidentally cursed someone um because they were <laughs> treating me horribly and I just yeah. I didn't know if I yeah. did or not, but I just kind of like maybe manifested it I thought you know 
uh, I thought to myself, if only you knew how this felt, mm. uh, because I was being bullied so hard and regularly. And this specific bully um, was, was just relentless. And in my yeah. mind, I was like, if only you knew how this felt. And I thought about it really strong. I don't know if you've yeah, ever, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but you, no, you I get think it. about really strongly yeah, sure and like my energy i felt like it was just like boom you know yeah um, and the next day he didn't show up and you know um nothing major nothing nothing mortal or uh, <laughs> anything like that uh, but, you, didn't, uh, you didn't kill him or anything right no 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 no. i think he had like ringworm and like a stomach <laughs> or something. but in either case they had to shave his head oh uh, god um, and then everybody teased him um, about, cause he would tease me about my hair. Yeah. Uh, and so then everybody started teasing him about him. And then I found him in my hiding spot <laughs> that I would retreat to um, and cry. I found him there in the same place. And then I was, those words just kind of like rang oh, wow. back to me. And I was like, did I do this? You know? Yeah. Um, and I told my best friend at the time who was like, I think, 39 <laughs> and I was like 10 yeah but um she was my best friend and I told her what happened and I'm like oh you, you know you won't believe what happened and you know I was just kind of kind of a little bit beside myself because I was like was it me was it not me yeah yeah and she said you know oh, you need to turn yourself to the Lord and go to church because you're that's Satan's work and so that kind of freaked me out so there's all be all this these things of like is this what my life is going to be like you know yeah. um am i just going to it almost became like a curse um but then the big one what one of the big ones but it was pretty significant when i was 16 and i moved um and then i just started like embracing myself you know yeah. and then she when uh miss montalvo um gave that and you know did that for me and like just kind of like helped me and you know she was the one that said um that I cried before I was born like she just told me that she's mm -hmm. like you cried before you were born I'm like nobody knows that <laughs> wow. you know yeah um, uh I forget what episode again my birth story was in but it was in definitely one, two, one two or yeah. three it was back early yeah. when we did these yeah um because it's too long for me to go into now but um so she said that and she was like that's why you know you're tear what you're uh you were tearing for such a long time she's like you didn't necessarily want to come back mm. um, but now i'm very comfortable with myself and i think that i've gone through a lot of uh trials perhaps and just even saying the word trials kind of yep. sends me on some sort of like past life flashback <laughs> right <laughs> um so um i've I feel like I've gone through those. I've gone through a lot of lessons, a lot of teachers, um, people that have like learned from organically. Yeah. Um, again, I think I said this last week, but I think that you and I kind of serve that for each other in a very amazing symbiotic way. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, now I'm, I'm really kind of like tapping into my own. So moral of story. <laughs> or to make a short uh, long story really really short death doesn't necessarily mean death even though the images that i had were graphic i think that they were just meant to get my attention and say like hey listen you little stubborn 
word. <laughs> uh, you know, like I think my my uh, guides and my yeah. angels knew that I was stubborn yeah. or know that I can be stubborn. And we're like, we need to shake his his little butt up, you know, like and say, yeah. like, no, you have to pay attention. These are significant moments in your life. And we're not going to let you just like, you know, go through them blindly and not learn anything like you need to pay attention. These are significant moments. And each one of those moments that I saw. Um, like a death or something um, they were huge you know yeah they definitely um, helped create who I am now and made me feel comfortable with with who I am and what I can do and I think the only way from here is just more right and and, it, and that's it's through the embracing of that transformation and through the embracing of maybe maybe these deaths and rebirths that occur all during life and you know it's weird because we we fear we fear death in some ways but then you think like each night when we go to sleep we go into a spirit world yeah and it is sort of like a death i mean and then we come back and we're in the material body and we're walking around in all this stuff that seems normal to us but like we experience that you know half our life and then we're you know, we're so kind of like hung up on this idea of this transition or this transformation into another, you know, into spirit or, or whatever is going to occur down at the end of the line. But, you know, we're literally constantly transforming and constantly, you know, dying and being reborn in a lot of ways. Yeah. If you look at it symbolically, right? Yep. So I think it's important to kind of keep that perspective and looking at death and thinking about death and kind of even, you know, not in a morbid way, but in having a healthy respect for the, you know, the limits of, of our material life in this particular incarnation. And, you know, also having a connection to the spirit world and ancestors and all that, um, you know, this is a perfect time of year for that. So I want to yeah. encourage people to think about that, maybe meditate on this tarot card a bit, if you, if you can look at some different designs and, you know, think about what's going on when you're going to these Halloween parties and stuff and think about, some <laughs> of the, right? I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind no, of for sure. So, uh, yeah, I like what you said about uh, the process it being a day to day or a daily process. If you, because um, like, if, for example, I maybe like a easier way to conceptualize that or think about that is um, like, for example, like in therapy, we you unlearn something in order to learn something new yeah so in a sense you're you're letting that go you know you're kind of just like laying it down to rest that concept of who you were as a person who other people were what kind of behavior you learned uh you know to produce you kind of stop that so you put an end to it you can call it you know some sort of death but you definitely put an end to it so maybe if we don't look at it as death as being some like life death thing it's just like an end of this and then a new that so you have to unlearn something in order to learn something i don't know if they can live together Mm, you know yeah so that's why i think i've i know that's why i think i've always kind of just embraced this card is because you in order to have this newness or this new experience or maybe you know move forward you have to let go of something because you 
you can't carry that with you. So, yeah, cool. Beautifully put. Thank you. I think we have a. I think we have a soundbite. So, <laughs> and it's close to the end, so it's easy for me to find. <laughs> there you go. Like you have to listen to the whole thing in order to get to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a little behind the scenes for the listener there. Well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Angel. Great. Uh, thank great you. Information and stories. Thanks so much. Uh, have a safe and have Halloween costume pictures. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Love to see those things. I know you're gonna have some great costumes. In your multi, in your multi. Don't even go into the name. Yeah. (laughs) That's like a whole another segment. Just saying the name of my costume. Uh, There's there's a whole. You're like a conceptual art piece with your costume. (laughs) Which is fantastic. So, I I suggest that the listener follow you at Angel on the Eighth Day, and maybe you will put some of those great picks up. So we'll see, right? I could probably do so, yeah. All right, fantastic. So as I just said, at Angel on the eighth day is Angel's uh, Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. My, I have my Twitter too, but I'm not too popping uh, on the Twitter. I'm not doing much in there either. Um, I am at Cosmic Eye Tarot, C-O-S-M-I-C-E-Y-E, Tarot. Uh, on Instagram and on TikTok as well. And you can find us at cosmiceye.org. We've got a page up there for uh, the podcast as well. So that is our stuff. And uh, we thank you for joining us. We are also at anchor.fm slash cosmic eye. And if you would, please make a donation to help keep us going. Uh, so happy Halloween, everyone. And happy yes. uh, anything anyone's doing. Uh, for Have this fun, be safe. Exactly. Uh, Blessings and light. We'll speak to you next week. Bye.